Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, Sarah Jane here. It's that time of year again where we are gearing up for a break between season three and season four. With that in mind, I have compiled my favorite episodes from season three for you to check out right now. I know that doing a daily podcast means that episodes get lost in the mix sometimes, and I want to make sure some of these really get a chance to shine. So I am entering into the holiday season with so much gratitude for all of you. Thank you so much for being here. And if you are looking for real-time content, I'll still be posting a new episode every Monday through the month of December, walking through, reflecting on the year, and planning for 2023. Enjoy today's episode. Hello friends, happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today we are discussing the process of healing through each Enneagram type. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I went out for coffee this morning and it was so nice. Honestly, since I arrived in Raleigh, I've either been working or with friends and I just needed a moment to enjoy a quiet breakfast with my journal and recoup. Because my thorn is that I woke up this morning feeling like I'd been hit by a bus. I don't know if it's the heat or just not drinking enough water or not resting enough, but I was not feeling right. I did some yoga, I drank a lot of water, and I enjoyed that quiet time to myself, and I'm feeling much, much better. My bud is that I am obsessed with my friend's baby (laughs) and just being around them as parents, and so I'm very much looking forward to some baby snuggles and more time with my friends this afternoon, and it's going to be a good day. So as we discussed on Tuesday, it's my opinion that the magic of the Enneagram really lies in our ability to operate out of all nine stances, embracing that each type has strengths and tools that we can benefit from and getting to pick and choose which tool to use at the right time. Now, in my opinion, there is no bad Enneagram type. There is simply using a skill at the wrong place at the wrong time. The type 1 attention to detail can be amazing when used moderately in a situation that requires it. But when used in all situations, it can create inner chaos and frustration. I had someone in my comment section say that as a type one, they were juggling all of these balls all the time, and some of those balls were glass, and others were plastic, meaning if they fell, they'd just bounce back, while the glass ones obviously would break. I think this is a beautiful way of explaining that the type one energy is more needed for those glass balls, but when used on those and the plastic ones, it's unnecessary and exhausting. With that in mind today, we are going to discuss how to tap into each Enneagram type as a process for expanding how we are allowed to show up in the world. But 
first, we need to talk about how we get into a space of willingness to expand. In my experience, it's through daily meditation, which allows space between our thoughts, feelings, and actions. It is the thing that slows us down in our reactivity throughout the day. Meditation doesn't have to look like sitting in a perfect posture, repeating affirmations, or having a perfectly clear mind. It can look like going on a silent walk, sitting in unstimulated silence, following a guided meditation, prayer, meditative yoga. Just pick a practice that works for you, but I promise that a meditation practice will make this easier. And then we need to get really familiar with the way it feels in our body when our Enneagram type wants to take over. So what is the energy of your dominant type? Knowing how it feels in your body to want to play that same old role as your means of survival will allow you the space to notice that it is showing up and make a new decision. I can't tell you how it feels for you, so you will want to start noticing for yourself over time. However, I can give you some information of how it may feel based on my studies and workshops I've taken and conversations with types. So for type one, it can feel like a clenched jaw, holding a fist, it can feel like irritation, an internal dialogue of I'm the only one who cares. For type two, it can feel like moving toward people in a flattering way, forgetting what you need and what you want, telling yourself you can't have what you want because other people have needs, or even just an underlying sense of resentment. For type three, it can be being conscious of if others think you're successful, how are other people viewing me, do they think I'm impressive. It can look like charming others, kind of turning the charm on. Um, It can look like being a chameleon, kind of shifting the way that you show up based on the room that you're in. Type four can look like choosing failure, the fear of success being so great that you'd rather just not try at all. It can look like pushing people away because you're scared that they'll reject you, so you better reject them first. It can look like a general sense of self-sabotaging, like I don't want to try for something greater because I'm so scared that I will be average. I'll prove to myself that I'm average, so I'm just going to not try at all. Number five can look like ghosting or isolating, moving from your head up, not being in your body, not really feeling your emotions, not letting your body lead, but just kind of intellectualizing things. Type six can look like giving away your authority to another authority figure, kind of pulling people, asking them what they think. It can look like avoiding risk, um, preparing for the future, or not trusting the unfamiliar. Someone new comes in and you're immediately skeptical. A new idea comes in, you're not quite trusting it. Um, Making people prove that they're trustworthy. For type seven, it can look like kind of putting on the party persona. I personally have like a whole voice that I do that's like my type seven voice. I can like hear it come out. It's like, hey, you know, it's kind of got like that little party voice. Um, Staying really busy, over scheduling yourself, committing to lots of things, not saying no because you might miss out on something that's more fun or you might miss out on something that's better. And just kind of consistently making plans, looking toward the future, thinking about what you could do, um, keeping all of your possibilities open. For type eight, it can look be looking for intensity. So you can just feel something to the extreme. It can look like denial, um, kind of not looking at what you could be doing to contribute to a situation. It can be an all or nothing mentality, kind of like I want to do it all. I want to do, I want to do the most and I need to push myself to the limit. 
And that kind of brings us to the next one, which is pushing through. When you feel like things are getting really hard, you're getting exhausted, try, instead of asking, how can I rest? How can I recoup? Kind of asking yourself, what do I need to do in order to push through? And for type nine, it can look like self-silencing, moderating your opinion, seeking comfort and familiarity. So now that we know how to notice our type pattern wanting to take over, we need to recognize what circumstances arise that make us want to tap into which type. So which times do I want to tap into each of the Enneagram types? And knowing each type is really helpful for this. And that's why I think it's nice to study all of the Enneagram types and not just your own, because you aren't just one type. And the more you understand each type, the more you can harness their strengths in your life. So you want to tap into type one when you need to do something correctly, when you are growing your sense of integrity, when you're seeking to improve the world, a simple practice for this is to ask yourself, would I do this action that I'm thinking of doing in private if I were in public? You want to tap into type two when you want to become a better friend or partner or when you want to pour out love into the world. And a simple, simple practice for this is to compliment strangers or to ask someone how they are really doing and remain present with their answer. Tap into type three when you want to achieve a new goal or when you are negotiating a raise or trying to grow your business. A simple practice for this is to dress how you think a three would dress you and then talk to people with the confidence you think a three would have in the situation. You tap into type four when you need to feel your feelings or want to express yourself honestly. So a simple practice for this is to watch a really sad movie or listen to a really sad song and just let the emotions flow. Or when someone asks you how you're doing, give them the most honest answer, even if it's a bit uncomfortable. If they say like, how are you doing? And you're having a terrible day. Instead of saying, I'm good, how are you? Say, honestly, today's been really hard. How are you doing? Tap into a type five when you need to put depth to your knowledge and feel confident in what you know, or when you need to set boundaries or take alone time. A simple practice for this is booking yourself a solo retreat, whether that's at home for an afternoon where you ask your partner to take the kids and you just read, or a once a year solo trip where you learn something new that you haven't thought to study before. Tap into type six when you need to think things through. A simple practice for this is to help to mind map the possibilities of what you may not be considering ahead of time or create what I call an oh shit kit for your car. Um, my, my kit has like perfume, floss, mouthwash, dry shampoo, deodorant, Tums, headache medicine, just like what could I possibly need if something were to go wrong? It's in my car and I have it and it's kind of like this fun tapping into that six energy of really thinking through what I could possibly need should something arise. You're gonna tap into the type seven when you are needing optimism and positivity and resilience, the willingness to keep going when things are hard. A simple practice for this is kind of the opposite of type six and could be really useful to do those things together, which is simply do a mind map list of things that could go right. So just like with type six, we're looking at what could possibly go wrong. What do I need to be prepared for? With type seven, we're looking at what are all the ways that this could go right. Tap into type eight when you need to push yourself past your perceived limits or defend the vulnerable. A simple practice for this is going to a protest or volunteering. It could be running an extra 10 feet when you think you've gone as far as you could possibly go. And it bring up that type 8 energy to push yourself a little bit further than you think you can. 
Tap into type nine when you need to become more aware of the thoughts of others and release your judgments. A simple practice for this is next time you're in a conversation, instead of inserting your opinion or a hot take, try listening and asking questions instead and see if your compassion for that person grows. Now, I tell you these little practices so that just as you start to recognize the energy of your dominant type in your body, you can start to feel the energy of each of the types in your body so that the next time you're in a situation where your type eight energy is needed, you can more easily pull it to the surface and do what needs to be done with the right energy at the right time. So maybe you practice this by running a few extra 10 feet because you say, I can't possibly do any more. And then you show yourself, actually, I can go 10 more feet. And I can show myself that consistently I can push myself past what I think my limitations are so that the next time that you're in a situation where someone else is telling you, actually, no, you can't do that, you can tap into the part of you that's Nate and say, absolutely, yes, I can, and I'll show you. As per usual, we've been having this conversation on Instagram this week, so come on over to Sarah Jane Case on Instagram and let's talk about it. And as always, it's an absolute joy to have this conversation with you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.